What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode nine of Back to the Field. Thank you for all those that have stuck with us this far. And if you have been listening, then you guys should be doing pretty well on your picks as both Eric and I have been exceeding our own expectations as to how well we're doing. So naturally, we're never going to stop giving you all our weekly picks, game breakdowns, and the betting lines for our gambling degenerates out there. This week, we're breaking down NFL Week 7, showing some love to the Nats and their first World Series appearance, and obviously going to end it off with some hokey talk. It's Sunday. It's game day. If you're not already enjoying yourself, go ahead, crack open that beer, and as always, listen responsibly. Let's get it. Get this shit started. Uh, episode nine, dude. We are almost made it to a full ten episodes. Almost at a hundred listens too. Uh, we're we're about I think couple plays away. But again, how many? I mean, we are at a whopping ninety-seven. So wow, yeah, man. And and I, I mean, again, like we're obviously just doing this for shits and giggling for fun, but. We're getting like an average of like 10, 11 plays like an episode. Now, for some reason, we've got 22 plays on the NFC, AFC South episode. So like, I don't know what was so special about that so one. So what's the difference between the plays and then the listens that you said we had 97? No, no. So 97 is the total plays. So like if you sum uh, up everything. Oh, oh, oh I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's also like a breakdown of like per episode as well. Right. Um. But yeah, dude, I mean, almost 100. I was like looking at uh, some other recorders and things like that. So if I wanted to do any mobile type of recording. So what my plan is maybe around like Thanksgiving, if we still keep it going, because I'm going to be coming home a little early, maybe do some like live recording, maybe get some of the guys on here as well. Do some, uh, I don't know, do some like fun game type things like Family Feud or like Jeopardy for like NFL knowledge of like the season, things like that. See either how good or how bad we actually are. Right. But let's, uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I know we were talking about it before we started recording, but last week went three and Oh, uh, you went two and one. I don't know the record off the top of my head, but I will probably post it out. Um, I think we're doing pretty well though. I know, I know earlier in, you know, in our recording sessions, we were talking about trying to hit above 500. You're looking closer to 60%. And I think we're there, dude. I mean, at least thus far, we've been we've been doing pretty well and at least able to... Yeah, my uh, my back-to-back weeks of 0-3 kind of hurt, but that's okay. Yeah, and that was kind of earlier in the season too, right? And it's kind of hard to make those bets, which is why usually, at least from a betting standpoint, I try not to make any sizable bets i'll do like the one dollar two dollar bets here and there like week one through about three ish that's when you really kind of figure out that all right like what are the teams shaping up to be and you know obviously this year and i was was talking to some other people it seems like a lot more injuries have happened this season so it's kind of really hard to really grasp on like team skill level and things like that but let's kind of just go ahead and Started off right. We have 
NFL week seven, we're, we're just nearing kind of the halfway point of the season for a lot of teams. Um, but I guess I'll go ahead and kick it off, right? Uh, two teams that are kind of sitting at the bottom of the league and in their divisions respectively. But I got Giants versus the Cardinals. And the Giants are actually getting are favored by three points. Now, this is in New York. Saquon Barkley is slated to come back, as is Evan Ingram. And I think David Johnson is still uh, nursing that ankle injury. I know uh, they said that he was in full practice today as well. But, you know, sure, Saquon might be on the same boat. However, I trust him a lot more. Just, I guess, pure talent-wise, I think Saquon coming off an ankle injury is a lot better than uh, than David Johnson, as he does have the age working against him. But, yeah, dude, I think overall, you know, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray and uh, Daniel Jones, both rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, I mean, and Larry Fitzgerald's kind of leading that receiving core on... Like usual. Yeah, on the Cardinals. Um, but I think a lot of the young bucks on... The Giants have stepped up. Uh, I mean, you get Evan Ingram back. Sterling Shepard had a hell of a game. Uh, I don't know if you saw that touchdown catch against the Patriots. But- he's all banged up. Sterling Shepard, he's had two concussions. I kind of worried. He's on my fantasy team, which is annoying. But, you know, when he plays, he plays really well. But, man, two yeah. concussions already through six weeks of play. I think he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play or not. But Gotcha. I, I don't think they, uh, they haven't ruled him out Right, yet. they haven't. Um, but uh, again, oh, actually, no, he is out. I'm, I'm looking at it now. He's officially he out. out. He is officially out. Yeah. Oh, well that sucks. That's the major suckage. Um, yeah, but you know, still, I think at the end of it, like, again, I think both of these teams are kind of in the same boat, right? They got new quarterbacks at the helm, new coaches too, at the helm for that matter. Um, but I will probably kind of take the Giants covering the three points uh, just with, I guess, some of the talent on the skill positions. Um, this kind of, I think, is one grade above the Washington-Miami game of last week. Uh, this game is where, you know, two teams are uh, – they're not poo. They're just, I think, on the upswing. They in You know, they've got the pieces meant for a rebuild, but they still have yet to prove something. So go ahead and give me – Giants minus three at MetLife Stadium against the good old Cardinals. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that, that's interesting because you never know with Kyler who can come back if they are down. They can get a scrap scrap uh, TD or field goal to, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. So. But uh, um, yeah, my first pick. I'm going to take Chargers who are plus two are getting two points. Chargers over the Titans are give me the two points. Uh, Titans looked absolutely awful last week. Um, they finally benched Mariota for Tannehill. So that's all I need to know. And I think they're going to run with Tannehill this week. Um, you finally have Melvin Gordon, who's finally a couple weeks in getting back up to game speed. Um, you know, so I, I trust more the, even though chargers, their receivers are kind of banged up. Um, you know, they still have Eckler. They have Gordon, who's finally back. And like I mentioned, up to speed. I like them winning outright. So if I'm getting points, I'm definitely going to take Chargers plus two. Because especially, I'm pretty sure Tannehill is starting for the Titans. And that just sounds like a disaster in the making. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, 
it's it's kind of interesting to see Mariota because I kind of bucket him in the same sort of category as Cam Newton, right? Both quarterbacks had high hopes coming in. Both had stellar one or two seasons, but something about these like injuries that they just can't shake off. And both of them are very mobile quarterbacks, right? They're not your Peyton Mannings of the world that are just going to sit in the pocket and just throw it downfield, right? These are quarterbacks that do look for the run a lot more than most. And it's, it's just interesting to see how their careers have sort of gone along the same trajectory, right? Um, and I know I kind of harped on this in our preseason show and our preview shows where this really is like a big year for Mariota, right? Like, what do you do as the Titans? You know, do you still hope that I think he's, he's still going to come back? I, I would have to look, but I think he's on a contract year. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess, so same thing, right? Like, do you then try to fish for a quarterback in this upcoming draft or do you still hope that no you don't want Mariota still our guy let's try to build some pieces around you know maybe an o-line maybe some skill positions out wide um, and kind of go from there Um, yeah so he's definitely yeah he's in a final year of his salary for this year so yeah I think it's I mean if he's bench it doesn't bode well for him but I mean if he's playing and he plays well then they'll probably kind of kind of continue it a little bit I mean he's not horrible enough to to give up on him if he plays well, which, you know, many think that he can, then they might give him a, maybe a two, three year extension. I mean, he's still pretty young. So, you know, it's not like you're buying into him in his late thirties. And then after those two, three years, or even in the midst of that, man, if, if, if it's just time to move on, then it's time to move on. Um, I'm sure he can find a spot as a backup and be a serviceable or very good backup, um, or maybe even a starter for whenever injuries happen or whatever the case might be. But yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, it's, I, I'm sure there's other reasons too. I haven't watched many Titans games, but, uh, you know, it all, it seems like it's all starting with Mariota. He's not moving the ball or managing the offense very well. And it, it might be, you know, if he sucks and they keep playing and he keeps on underperforming, I can very well see Titans taking a quarterback next year. Yeah. And it's, and I think it's everything, like you said, right. Where, there's really no one on that team for him, right? I mean, you know, you got age. I mean, take away Derrick Henry, too, where he had a lot of hype coming in into this season, probably more so to do with the way he ended his last, the, like, latter half. Not even the latter half, like the last three games of last season, right? Put up big numbers. He had a lot of hype coming in. I know in a lot of fantasy drafts, he went, like, in the second round. Um, but even him, like he hasn't really shown his draft value and he also doesn't have any weapons. Like other than Derrick Henry, like what name a receiver that they have. And cause they just traded like Ty, I mean, Tyrell Williams came out of Tennessee as well. And he got shipped to Oakland. Like they, but it's not like he's a big name guy either. I mean, that's, he's, that's a nothing burger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's like a one-trick pony, but um, but no, I, I agree. Uh, I I mean, again, both of these teams are sitting at two and four. Both of these teams are pretty much one and four, two and four against the spread, um, and they really aren't showing any like high-end numbers um, aside from like a defense. Like both teams are ranked five and six. Chargers, Tennessee, in uh 
pass yards allowed. So I guess there's that. Maybe they can, I don't know, maybe it could be a low scoring game. line is horrible too. They can't block to save their lives. So and that, yeah. that plays a part of why Mariota is not playing well. And, you know, Derek Henry is not playing up to what he can too. I mean, it all starts with the offensive line. Sound like a broken record player, but it truly does start there. I agree. Um, and it's interesting you bring that up because I can kind of use that as a segue into my next pick, which is going back to what was working for me for the first couple weeks. But San Francisco against the Redskins. Uh, I mean, yes, it is a home game against the Redskins. However, it's San never Francisco- a home game for the Redskins. It's <laughs> always like 70% fans of the away team. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. I don't blame, you know, no one wants to give Snyder money. No one wants to go to that shithole stadium with, you know, um, uh, views that are blocked by columns in front of you. If you're on the lower Dude, level, I underneath. definitely remember like the one Redskins game that we went to yeah. maybe like two years ago. I remember when we sat, I mean, mind you, like I was, I was kind of hammered, but when we got to our seats, I kid you not, I was like, yo, we're watching the game through a TV because we couldn't see anything. Yeah, not even with that. Like, yeah, it was cool to be on the lower end and like cover just yeah. in case of rain. But if they threw a high pass or even punted it, you couldn't even see the ball. Yeah. Um, it's awful. It's an awful stadium, awful experience, too expensive, shitty product. Why would anyone want to go? And so I get it. Why out there's... in the middle of nowhere. Too, yeah, right? and like, it's like, a bumfuck America Landover. I didn't even know Landover existed before the Redskins moved there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, San Francisco, they are coming off. A sh- it is kind of a, not a short week, but they are traveling um, over to to good old Landover. But yeah, dude, San Francisco is favored by nine and a half. I will take that nine and a half against a very crippling Redskins team and a unexpected 5-0 start for for San Francisco, right? Um it, it's it's very interesting, right? Like are I think it's they six and they, oh no, they had a bye week. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So they had a bye week. Um but yeah, dude, like what do you I guess aside from there's not really much to talk about the game for, as far as skill position wise, but what are we thinking about San Francisco? Like, are they the real deal? Well, are they you not? also have that There's... dynamic of Kyle Shanahan coming back to D.C. He just had that interview pretty much just shit can the whole organization. They asked him, hey, what do you miss about, you know, D.C. or your stint here? And he talked about, you know, I like coaching with my dad, uh, Mike Shanahan. You know, I like coaching, you know, with the other coaches here. And then and then they're like, well, what, what else did you like? And he goes, nothing. And then all the reporters started laughing their asses <laughs> off. And then and he kind of backs up. He's like, oh, well, you know, I enjoyed, you know, the players too coaching with them. But other than that, yeah, nothing. I didn't enjoy anything. And it just t- t- took a big steaming pile of shit on Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. Just or just Damn, the whole like, right. front office. It's just shit can city USA. See, normally in these kind of situations, like when you're in one of those kind of like revenge game scenarios, same thing kind of happened with cincinnati and the browns last year right um but in this scenario like the redskins just are not even good enough to possibly be like oh revenge uh, scenario against kyle shanahan at home you know they are traveling uh east so who knows maybe the redskins have a chance but there is very little faith in me if they cover great but there is no way that they're gonna win outright oh hell Um, no 
49ers are just rolling right now. And I mean, they're making a real statement for them to be contenders in the NFC. Um, I mean, looking, sitting at the top, you have Saints, Packers, Cowboys, 49ers in their respective divisions, right? But you look at the Saints, Saints are working on a backup QB, Packers, uh, you know, yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers, um, and then Cowboys, the Cowboys are obviously, it's like a coin flip. Um, so, you know, who knows? Like, we were talking about Seahawks being a big thing, and we can kind of touch up on them a little later because uh, they, they barely squeaked out a win against the Browns. But, yeah, dude, uh, something, whatever's working in San Francisco, uh, I mean, it's brought them to a perfect record. Uh, only other team outside of the Patriots to have a perfect record thus far. And I remember we were uh, we were talking about them in our kind of when we were doing the NFC AFC West preview show where initially we're like, yeah, who who the hell is watching a 49ers game? Like you probably couldn't name like more than five players if that on the team. But I mean, now might be a good time to start looking them up because, well, you know, again, you know, you know, maybe we misspoke and, but you know, Shanahan can draw up a lot of plays that gets people moving and has, you know, exciting and fun plays to run that kind of spreads up in the field. So you know, we we probably both stand corrected in kind of doubting them, but you know, I, I would like to see who they played. You know, if they played anybody, because no one's going to be impressed with a win this coming week against the Redskins. I mean, they should win. If they lose, it would be a monumental upset. Oh um, yeah, hands down. I think I mean they've got a pretty balanced at like they got Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals, Seahawks are their next four games. Uh, and then I think their back end is a little bit more loaded where they got, you know, Packers, Ravens um, at the Saints and then at Seattle and again against the Rams. So I think they got a pretty balanced out schedule. A lot of teams are, I'd say, in the middling of the pack, right? I think the 49ers Seahawks, uh, their Seahawks matchup should be an interesting one, right? That will... Those two games, I think, will determine, I mean, obviously, rightfully so, they'll determine who takes the number one spot in that division. Um, I, I don't think, you know, the Rams being the Rams, which, again, <laughs> foreshadowing to possibly one of my picks, um, and we've already spoken about the Cardinals, uh, I don't think they're going to really be able to make a push. Um, who knows? I mean, you still got a lot of football to play. Yeah, I mean, they have. I'm looking at their season. schedule. They haven't played anybody, really. I mean, Buccaneers, joke. Bengals joke Steelers with no big Ben joke uh Browns it seems like Browns are either really good or really bad so who knows how that looks and then Rams mm-hmm. that's probably their one good win of the season so far um, yeah and, and aside from the Steelers which they you know won by four all the rest of their games like they've blown out the other opponents yeah, yeah um, don't get me wrong they've definitely blown them out but it, I mean yeah like you said look at their forward schedule they still have to play. Uh, you know the Panthers. They got to play a scrappy Cardinals team. They got to play a really good Seahawks team uh, twice. Got to play the Rams again. Got to play the Falcons again. Got to play the Saints. Got to play the Packers. Got to play the Ravens. That has to be the hardest schedule remaining. Uh, yeah, and and especially a lot of those are traveling, right? Like you're traveling to the Ravens, to the Saints. Um, at least they got a bit of a break with Panthers at home and Cardinals as well, but. No, I agree. Um, And I think the same sentiment can be said about the Patriots as well, right? I mean, everyone's harping, oh my God, is this the best defense the Patriots have ever had? No, they've played shit teams. One of the best. Yeah, I'm like, look at their schedule. No one they've played 
nor will they play until I think week nine has a winning record. And I, I, I mean, yes, I, the numbers they put up and the way they're playing, like they're doing great. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing to kind of go home about being like, oh man. And next, Patriots, next like, they yeah. play the Jets. Whoopty fucking do. So okay, so I'm glad you brought that up, but I will, I'll let you do your second pick before I give you my dog pick because I'm having a little, uh, I'm having a little trouble as to figure out which one of my dog picks to give. But I'll, I'll let you give your second pick before we. Uh, before we touch up on those, because I do have do want to talk about the Patriots Jets game, but you, you can go for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, I'll take the Sunday night football game. You have the Eagles and Cowboys classic NFC East matchup. Um, I think right. uh, the Cowboys are getting healthier. Uh, they were banged up with some injuries last couple of weeks. Uh, they're home dogs, or no, I'm sorry, they're home favorites. Uh, they're they're and I, by two and a half points on my end. Um, and I have them covering. If it was three points, I'd be a little more skeptical. But yeah, I see this as a close game, and uh, I see the Cowboys pulling this out. Being home is a big advantage. Um, you know, this you have Michael Gallup coming team. back at receiver, who's finally healthy. Um, yeah, like this is like a recipe for a big Amari Cooper game. That, and then I, you also have their offense. They were missing a couple offensive linemen last week, where I believe coming back this week. Um, so yeah, I like, they play very well at home. They get inspired in front of their fans in that big old carousel stadium. Um, so I, I like as, yeah, Dallas has the favorites at home by two and a half easy cover in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of disheartening to see the Eagles lose and especially in the way they lost. So like I, to be quite, I think I turned the game off about halfway through cause it was just, I mean, Kirk Cousins was just having a field day. Uh, I know we we kind of shat on Stephon Diggs, but Stephon Diggs had like a big game. Um, and I don't know if he saw uh, Eagles release their player after he had like made some comments about Kirk Cousins as well, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, dude, I, I was looking at this game and was probably going to put a bet on uh, actually the Eagles to cover um, just because... It's an you know it's an NFC matchup. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson's coming back, and he tends to have pretty massive games against uh, NFC East opponents. But our secondary just it's it's a joke. They're like there's no other way to put it. Like it is like I mean like high schoolers can be like playing against the secondary. I mean like some of the blown coverages you see, and like yes, I agree. Like some were just good plays and good runs, but. I mean, some of them just were like, dude, like you're getting paid to do this. Like no one's asking you to study. No one's asking you to do anything else. All you got to do is just know your playbook. And just these blown coverages is just what's so annoying. Um, But don't want to harp on that too much. Jumping kind of straight into my dog picks because, okay, let me kind of break it down. So the two games I'm looking at are the Rams visiting the Falcons, and then I have the Patriots visiting the Jets. All right. So the Falcons are actually a home dog by three points. Now, this game, obviously Matt Ryan is a completely different player in the Dome than he is outside. Um, The Rams, for some reason, are just struggling. Like, something seems to be happening, but... Falcons do have a pretty banged up O-line as well. 
Uh, and I know we kind of harp on, like you said this multiple times, especially on the on the podcast, that like the offensive line is probably the most important unit in football just because, I mean, everything runs through them, right? Like no O-line means no run game, no, not enough time to pass, uh, kind of limits your play calling. Um, but yeah, dude, like, I, I want to take this game. The only reason being like, this is also a great game where I think that, you know, Sean McVay and, and, and company will, will come into the dome and kind of just lay a shellacking on, on. They got, the, uh, they just got Jalen Ramsey too. So, you know, he'll be locked down on Julio. Yeah. So th- that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm teetering on this game. And then the other game is Patriots versus the Jets. I think this will probably, and it's kind of interesting to say, I think this will be probably one of the more truer tests for the Patriots. Um, Again, now the Jets are no like team to like write home about, but the Jets tend to play the Patriots pretty close. It is at home. Well, uh, thankfully they, they got Darnold back too, man. Their offense looks so much better than yeah. fucking uh, yeah. Falk. Um, they're coming off a big win against the Cowboys, uh, and they did cover the spread last time they played the Patriots. Now, that was obviously in Foxborough, but um, it being at home, like... I mean, that I, was such, that was such a, it's, like, it's a 10 points backdoor. Too. I mean, they just backdoored everyone who took took the Patriots. It was like two fourth quarter fumble returns for a touchdown and a you know interception return for a touchdown. You know, so instead of the Patriots being up like, uh, like uh, I don't know, like 28 points, they only won by like 14 or something like that. Yeah, they ended up winning uh, fourteen to thirty, but yeah, or I mean, sixteen points. Okay, so either way, yeah. it was like a seventeen or eighteen point spread. It was, uh, it was, a, uh, it was a bad beat. It was awful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I, I don't know. Like, so do I take? Obviously, you have the storming Patriots. You know, do you go more based off of like a historical? Hey, the Jets just tend to play them better, and they're getting ten points. No, at you know what I do. I'll keep it simple. I never bet against the Patriots. I've learned my lesson. It's very similar to uh, betting against Alabama. I'll never do it, especially when you're just talking about straight up. Now, spreads are different a little bit, but if I had to choose, I- I'm going to put my money on the Patriots on covering if we're talking about point spreads. And so I would take 10 points. Doesn't seem that much. I think they could easily cover that. All right. Fair enough. But so you have more faith in taking a, taking the, Falcons plus three at home against the Rams. Yes. Rams look like right. shit last week. They, they, yeah, they, they I, lost. Dude, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on in fucking Los Angeles, but the Rams do not look good. I mean, that I mean, horrible loss to Tampa is. Bay. Then they lost 20 to seven to uh, the 49ers last week. Yeah, I mean, dude. a lot of people are predicting McVay might be out soon because a lot of people are figuring out his system and, you know, you have they they traded away all their first, they don't have a they haven't had and will not have a first round pick from 2017 to 2022, and so it's like they don't have any young fresh players that they're bringing in, and you know you have Gurley who's hurt, uh, you know with that arthritis problem, you have, um, you, you know you've you know again trading the picks, you have no young players to refresh them, uh, you know you've had people think golf is overrated, people you know you have Cooper Cup who's coming off a uh, 
you know, torn ACL. So it's not like he's, he's not doing bad though. I mean, Cooper Cup's top five in receiving yard. Yeah. He's playing well. Yeah. He's playing well, but a lot of people think their offense is being figured out. So it's not as high profile ever since that, you know, Super Bowl game against the Patriots last year where they're stifled. Yeah. But uh, I, I would feel more confident, you know, for me, if I was picking it, I would take Falcons plus the points at home. Well, you know me, I got to be different. Book it. Give me the All Jets right, plus 10 at home. Let's get it. We're, we're, we're going to get a little wild here. Um, I think I think this is going to be one of the most, like, I think this is going to be a another Bills-Patriots game that happened, 10. right? Bills were kind of kept it close. Yeah, it was like a 16-10 game. Um, I think it's going to be one of those. I mean, again, the, the same way I, I think you're, your, your rule of never betting against the Patriots and obviously in college, you never bet against Alabama or Nick Saban. Um, but you know what? I think, I think this is going to be a different game from the, from the Jets team that showed up in Foxborough. So give me the Jets plus 10 as my dog. Right. Pick so I'm going to squeak it in just before the buzzer. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Ooh, um, game. Right. the chiefs to easily, easily cover the three points. Uh, as their favorite, uh, minus three points uh, against the Broncos. Now, I guess that people are weighing on the Broncos' defense. Uh, that is good, but I like. Yeah, and so it is in Mahomes Denver. Too. It is against their defense, pretty good. But I like Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense way more than I like the Broncos' defense. Way more. <laughs> so <True>. I mean, <laughs> very true. We've all seen what they can and have been doing. Denver's offense, I mean, with Joe Fucko, I mean, it's just awful. It's not very, it's not good at all. I mean, it's, it's, there's no running game. There's no passing game. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember like a couple seasons ago where like Philip Lindsay was making like a lot of noise and then you had like Carlos Sutton as well. well they don't know what to do with the running back situation because they got, you know, uh, Philip, what's his name? You just said it. Um, Philip Lindsay and then Lindsay. Royce Freeman, they they can't decide who should be the number one back there. Um, and so they keep on flip-flopping between. Now, again, you always have to have two solid uh, running backs. But Yeah. And not to mention, I think if you go back to Mahomes' first game, it was at the end of the season against Broncos. Like, I think that's where the whole Patrick Mahomes magic started. I think this was his first win. In that thing too, in mile high. Yeah, it's uh. So it, it, if you look at this, this Broncos offense for for six games so far have not for only two times have they've scored more than sixteen points, and their four losses and their four four of their six games they've only scored sixteen points or less. <laughs> so you, you're gonna bet against that against the Chiefs offense? Wow. Yeah, no. And, and dude, I don't know what it is with that defense, man. I mean, you have such a stacked defense, like at least as far as skill-wise, but just nothing. Like I don't know if what's his name has has even does he even has a sack yet. Von Miller. Von Miller? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's posted a sack all season. Nope. Okay, I'll he, he did half a sack. Sorry. But I, I don't know what it is, what they're scheming it, like whatever it is. Like it's, oh, sorry. Hold up, hold up. He, he's put up a couple. He's put two and a half this season. But for a player like Von Miller, 
two and a half sacks, um, and especially who'd they take out of NC State in the draft too? Uh, with that Nick Chubb guy or something? Not Nick Chubb, but Bradley Chubb. Yeah, not, uh, yeah no, no. Bradley Chubb. Yes, yeah, Bradley Chubb. I mean, when you have both of them, like you, you have the talent. Like I don't know what what is happening and why they can't get to the quarterback. But uh, no, I I completely agree. Uh, the only, I mean, I was looking at this game too. Uh, I just uh, again, it was. I think they're going to be a little bit safer in the play calling with Mahomes coming off like. He's not coming off an injury, but I, I know he had like a bit of an ankle, some ankle issues uh, last game that he left a little early. But uh, I, I do agree that there's there's more than enough firepower on that team, especially with uh, T. Hill back as well, uh, picking up right where he left off with an ADR touchdown. Like I was like, what the hell, dude? Um, but yeah, dude, I, I think I think it's a solid pick. So you're taking what? Wait, are who's who's the dog? Broncos or uh, Chiefs? No, uh, the dog is the Broncos. So oh, gotcha, yeah, Chiefs okay. have to cover three points. Gotcha, take the Chiefs. Nice. Um, but yeah, dude, that uh, I think that covers up our NFL Week Seven picks. Uh, we can maybe just touch upon a little bit of the college world. Um, again, not too many big matchups. You got. I, I always love pointing out these games week in and week out. You got your classic shootout games of, uh, of of the big 12 you got west virginia versus oklahoma over hey, you got a sneaky good game tonight at nine o'clock yeah ucla versus stanford i just noticed that interesting who was it ucla or was it arizona state that you said that they had like some qb that was like ridiculously good they picked, like played out in the west i think it was ucla are you talking about houston with like the eric um, no, 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 no. You, you, we, we were talking about some game in the West. Maybe it was Arizona. Maybe it was Arizona. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Arizona with a Khalil Tate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I yeah, he's like a, yeah, a human highlight reel. He's like a miniature like Mike Vick, almost just a little shorter. All right. Um, I, I gotta watch his game. Arm. Oh well, I mean, you got Arizona get at USC at nine thirty on Saturday. Yeah, so um, that'd probably be a good game to watch. I mean, I'm pretty sure the only game Saturday that I'm watching will be the. Uh, will be the perennial powerhouses of Tulsa versus Cincinnati. <laughs> oh no, but uh but you, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. No, you got your uh you got your classic game, Michigan at Penn State. Um I, I think Well you got uh you got a uh, twelve or number twelve Oregon against uh Washington, number twenty five Washington. That is a huge game depending on to decide who's gonna come out of the Pac twelve. Yeah. Um and then, you know, obviously we, we got UNC Hokies. Yeah, this slate kind of stu- sucks. Yeah, other than like the Penn State-Michigan state, which mm-hmm. this is dumb. I don't know why game day is going there. Maybe just because it's the only ranked versus ranked teams well, or the I, highest I mean, ranked game. Michigan versus Penn State has always been like a, a pretty big rivalry, right? Yeah, but Michigan's a fraud. I mean, the, I, they, I think, they play. I mean, I'd say this is a bigger game for I, – I rightfully so. Like, obviously – Ranked 16 Michigan, it's it's going to be a bigger game for them. But I think more so for Harbaugh, right? Like if he can't if he can't pull out a win here, and I know we spoke about this earlier, like it's probably more so the Ohio State game, which I mean, all signs are pointing that they're not going to win that game. But so I would more so say like this, you know, losing against Penn State will probably punch Harbaugh's ticket out, right? 
I'll say I think he buys himself another year if he beats Penn State and still loses to Ohio State. If he loses to both of them, I think he's out this year. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how he can survive. And then, you know, not just not just losing those two teams, but that already gives them uh, three losses on the season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're not looking at a 10-win season anymore. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this game, they're giving nine points against Penn State. Penn State's home should – that's I would almost take Michigan plus nine. That just seems like a lot of points. Um, I don't know, but – it's tough, but yeah, Harbaugh, he's a great recruiter. It's like one of those things where it's like they have no problem getting players in and high, highly ranked classes. But man, when it comes to the field and just being tough, who's the tougher team when it, you know, when they, when they go toe to toe with the other teams, yeah. like, you know, they, they feast on the bad teams. They kind of struggle against like average teams like they did last week against Illinois. And then like, when it comes to like the big dogs of, you know, your, your Penn State's of the world, your your uh, Ohio State's of the world, they, they 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 shriver up into the fetus position, and they just and, yeah, and, they and, just and I think choke. that's where it comes into like just just the program name, right? I mean, even if you look at teams like Tennessee, Texas, like they they recruit really well, but it's not like they're you know top ten year in and year out, right? I, I think it's. It really just comes out. I mean, of the just, name. I mean, obviously, do the numbers only can be. I mean, there's more than ten blue chip, blue co- or you know, blue chip colleges out there. So there's only so many teams that can have these top sure, ten yeah, recruiting yeah. classes. You, you're in, you're yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, like, I, I don't think uh, there's not much. Obviously, we'll be watching uh, UNC at Virginia Tech. I'll tell you what. I was telling. I was telling this to my coworker. I was like. His name's Mike. I was like, Mike, I'm telling you what, man. If somehow, some way, Tech can pull this off, then I, my I, my excitement level on a scale of like one to a hundred, it will go from like a one to probably like fifteen. <laughs> so it, it's, it's still really yeah. low. But now they put their putting yourself in a position so they they would be five and two. They would be a five hundred record in the ACC. You know, two and two. So they and they hold that tiebreaker against UNC uh, since they're in division um, uh, within their conference. They're, they're a division uh, opponent. So you're two and two. Now you're looking at coming the two weeks after that. They have a bye week after that. Then they play Notre Dame, who most likely or is going to be ranked. Um, so you, you know, so you have that game going on. Whether you win or lose against Notre Dame doesn't really affect you. We at also all. need Duke to beat UVA uh, this week too. Yeah, so, yeah. So you need so UVA losing to Miami was huge. I mean, because because they, the teams that they lost to, you need them to lose at least three games, or because they hold the tiebreaker over you, unless you have like a you know a tie of like three or four way tie where one t- A beat B, B beat C, but yeah. C beat A, something like that. Um, yeah, you'll need, so I, I, I would have to look at who plays who, but even still win or lose against Notre Dame doesn't matter. Cause it doesn't count towards their conference record, but uh, it would be nice if they won, uh, they'd be kind of back on the national scene and we wouldn't be the laughing stock of the, not just the ACC, but the <laughs> yeah. whole NCAA. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then, then you go into Wake Forest, Wake Forest is, I believe is an away game. Now they seem, apparently they're yeah. pretty good. I haven't watched much of their games they They've been ranked and, but they just lost this past week. So I think they dropped out, but still seems like they're a competent team. So it's not like you can just chalk up a W automatically anymore for this team. You beat them. 
Then you have, you know, Georgia Tech, who's a joke this year. You should not lose to Georgia Tech. They're awful. They are. They are <laughs> I awful. I already they, feel the way they, that you're they, saying that we're going to lose to Georgia Tech. We probably will. And again, this is what I'm talking about. If they win, my excitement level on a one to hundred would go from one to twelve. Still, really, really sure. low. But you, you piqued my interest. Right. Now, let's the shitty say, thing about let's this say we is squeak this, out. I mean, this is a, a stretch. Let's say we squeak out a win against Notre Dame. What are we talking about? Excitement level here. Oh, I mean, I, I'd probably go from like a 15, you know yeah. a twelve to, twelve to uh, probably like thirty or forty percent because they're still not even halfway through the season. You know, any given Saturday they can lose to any given team because um, you know they should win some of these games. But I mean, there's some other games where I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they lose. What'd be really cool is if it just came down to the last game against Virginia on Friday night. Um, you know, the, the Friday uh, after Thanksgiving. And the winner of that game goes to the ACC championship game. That would be really cool. That would be. It's at UVA, too. I yeah. believe so. You're right, yes. Would be, uh, would be kind of interesting. I mean, I'm definitely going to be home that weekend. So we should uh, definitely try to meet up, hit up a bar. Yeah, because I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, UNC, I think, UNC Wake Forest is probably going to be a coin flip notre dame obviously that's a loss georgia tech uh should definitely be a win and i think same kind of goes for pittsburgh um i i do have a feeling it may come down to uva being the last game but again that's that's also not accounting for you know uva's rest of the schedule like they could also lose out as well and um you know God knows if there's any injuries that really changes the Correct. scope yeah, of yeah. like some of these teams. But if we look at like North Carolina, they're two and one in the conference. Tech is one and two. So if they win this weekend, they're both two and two. But you know, Tech would hold yeah. that tiebreaker, so they would get that bump. Um, now, of course, again, you know, because you lost to Duke already, and you lost to, you know, you had another conference loss in Boston College. Um, you have you put yourself in a hole. Now you need Duke to have at least three losses. Um, just to kind of hope that you can propel against them. Now, you know, when you look at, as you mentioned, you know, when you, you look at between them and uh, UVA, um, I don't think they actually don't play. Um, or they should be playing UVA. Nope. I'm not sure where it is. Do plays UVA next week, like like this weekend. Yeah. So that's, Do they? So, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, so, yeah you're that's right. actually the game I was looking at right now. That's actually the game. They're playing at the same time as we are. And they're actually going to get oh, shown on ACC Network over over Tech, which kind of sucks. Um, well, Tech's but, on ESPN. Yeah, dude. I think. Uh, no, no, Tech's on like ACC NX or something like that. Oh. Which I, I don't even know if it's like an affiliate of ACC Network. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, dude, I think that that kind of wraps up this week's episode um maybe i guess before we close out uh maybe just a quick note obviously the nats made it to their first world series right or is, is that wrong uh yeah i think first and not just nats but nats and expos franchise history since they used to be uh the ex montreal expo so yeah very first world series um yeah and then today you got houston versus new york closing out the alcs uh houston's up 2-1 so at least gonna be till friday if houston wins out today tomorrow um i think you got the 
the top of the pitching lineup for today. Um, Tanaka's pitching for New York. So would be kind of cool to go see that game, but I, I was looking at tickets, dude. It's insane. It's like a couple hundred dollars just for like standing room in freaking Yankee Stadium. But I think we will kind of end it there. Um, I will let you know that next week or the week after, going to start some new segments as well for you guys. Um, maybe try to bring some of the guys on the show. I was talking to our boy Mike. Uh, you know, maybe get him on to talk about, you know, how he played football, fitness, and then, you know, just tie that back into his him being a coach for the O-line. Yeah, definitely once basketball season starts kicking up again or kicking up, we can, you know, maybe pivot to that as well. Obviously, as football dies down. Um, but yeah, dude, always a pleasure. I know you heard the the new intros that, that we've been going on here. Um, those will continue to stay. I like it. But- it was awesome. As always, it's been a pleasure, Eric, and I will see you next week. See ya. See ya.